I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was a chilly Friday afternoon when we, a group of five seasoned hunters, packed our gear and embarked on our annual weekend hunting trip to the Appalachian Mountains. The Appalachians, with their vast wilderness and abundant wildlife, were a paradise for hunters like us. Little did we know that this year's trip would turn out to be anything but ordinary. The first day was uneventful. We set up camp, enjoyed a hearty meal around the campfire, and swapped hunting stories. As the sun dipped below the horizon and the nocturnal sounds of the forest started to emerge, we retreated into our tents, expecting a peaceful night's sleep. But peace was the furthest thing from what we got. As the inky darkness of the night enveloped our camp, we started to hear soft rustling noises in the underbrush. At first, we dismissed it as the harmless rustling of squirrels or raccoons. But then, the sounds grew louder, more persistent, accompanied by an eerie low growl that echoed through the dense forest. One by one, we emerged from our tents, clutching our rifles, our eyes scanning the darkness for any movement. Suddenly, a massive, shadowy figure lunged out from the underbrush, its gleaming eyes reflecting the faint light from our dying fire. In the ensuing chaos, we lost one of our own. The creature retreated as swiftly as it had appeared, 
leaving behind a grim silence. The next day, we found ourselves in a state of high alert. Our hunting trip had turned into a survival mission. We were being stalked by an unknown creature, and we knew we had to fight back. We devised a plan, setting up traps and taking turns keeping watch. Despite our precautions, we lost two more men over the next two nights. The creature was cunning, avoiding our traps and attacking when we least expected it. We fought back fiercely, but our bullets seemed to have no effect on it. By the last night, it was just me and John, our group's oldest and most experienced hunter. As darkness fell, we huddled close to the fire, our rifles at the ready. The creature made its appearance, but this time we were ready. John managed to wound it, and with a pained growl, it retreated into the wilderness. The sun finally rose, signaling the end of our harrowing ordeal. We packed our gear, our relief palpable. The creature had escaped, and we were left with more questions than answers. What was it? Where did it come from? We might never know. As we made our way back home, we knew this was a hunting trip we'd never forget. A chilling reminder of the unknown terrors lurking in the wild. A couple of years ago, back when I'm high school, a group of us decided to go camping by a river where we live. We could drink down there and not get in trouble. We, we set up a tent and stayed up late drinking. Had a fire going, let it burn down, and got in the tent to go to sleep. We were awoken, and approximately three, four in the morning, the, uh, sound a really loud splashing in the water. Imagine taking long strides in a foot of water, that's what it sounded like, but the water is at least four foot deep. We shined our flashlights out the window, too scared to actually get out of the tent. Didn't see anything, and the sound stopped, so we choked it up to being a deer running by. Half asleep. The sound happened again. We all murmured what the F at the same time shined our lights again. This time reading out. Now this is in the Great Plains area. We all grew up here and our major outdoors people hunting, fishing, hiking, you name it. So we're used to the wilderness and are completely comfortable in it. But something about this was so odd. If it were a deer, our talking and lights would have ran it off. It happened... One more time, and I was tired and severely angry at this point. So I got out, shined the light around, didn't see anything, got the fire going, and stayed up the rest of the night scanning the waters. As a renowned big game hunter, I had always taken pride in my exceptional skills and numerous trophies. But there was one elusive creature that had always intrigued me, the legendary Bigfoot. Its existence was often debated, with only blurry photographs and inconclusive footprints as evidence. Driven by curiosity and the thrill of the hunt, I decided to embark on a quest to find this mysterious creature. I'd chosen a remote forest in the Pacific Northwest, a region with frequent Bigfoot sightings. The forest was dense and untamed, a wild expanse of towering trees and tangled underbrush. Armed with my hunting gear and a lifetime of experience, I ventured into the wilderness, leaving civilization behind. The initial days were uneventful, filled with tracking and waiting. 
I found footprints larger than any humans and heard strange sounds at night, but the creature remained elusive. Then one night I felt a change. I was no longer the hunter. I had become the hunted. The realization sent chills down my spine. It was an eerie feeling being watched and tracked by an unseen entity. I could sense its presence, could feel its eyes on me. It was a game of cat and mouse, and the stakes were high. This creature, Bigfoot, was intelligent, more intelligent than I had given it credit for. I had to change my tactics. Using all my wit and survival skills, I began moving stealthily, laying traps and keeping a low profile. I could not afford any mistakes. I was dealing with a creature that was as cunning as it was strong. After a nerve-wracking week, I finally got the opportunity I was waiting for. The creature stepped into one of my traps. With a steady hand and a beating heart, I took the shot. The creature let out an earth-shattering roar and fell. I had done it. I had. Hunted the legendary Bigfoot. Feeling a mixture of elation and relief, I slowly approached the fallen beast. It was even larger than I'd imagined, covered in thick, matted fur. Its eyes, now devoid of life, still held a trace of the intelligence I'd seen during our deadly game of hide-and-seek. As I moved closer, ready to examine my extraordinary trophy, something inexplicable happened. The body of Bigfoot began to shimmer, flicker, and then it simply disappeared. I stood there, stunned, my heart pounding in my chest looking at the spot where the creature had lain just moments ago. I reached out, my hand moving through the empty air. There was nothing, not even a trace of blood or fur. The ground beneath was undisturbed, as if the creature had never been there. I was left standing alone in the silent forest, the echo of its final roar still ringing in my ears. Confusion washed over me. Had I really hunted Bigfoot, or was it just a figment of my imagination? Had the stress of the hunt caused me to hallucinate? Or was Bigfoot, like the legends often suggested, a supernatural creature capable of disappearing at will? I didn't have the answers. All I had was the memory of an intense hunt and the unsettling feeling of being watched. As I made my way back to civilization, I couldn't help but glance over my shoulder, half expecting to see those intelligent eyes watching me from the shadows. I had been a park ranger for over a decade, and I had seen my fair share of strange occurrences in the woods, but nothing could have prepared me for what I encountered on that fateful day. I was patrolling the deep woods, as I often did when I came across a family of hikers. They were clearly distressed, and I could see the fear in their eyes. They told me that they had been attacked by a creature with glowing eyes and razor-sharp claws. At first, I was skeptical, but as I looked at their injuries, I realized that something truly terrible had happened to them. I knew that I had to find this creature, whatever it was, and put an end to its reign of terror. I followed the hiker's trail, and soon enough I heard rustling in the bushes. I reached for my flashlight and pointed it in the direction of the sound. That's when I saw it. The creature was unlike anything I had ever seen before. It stood on two legs with glowing eyes that seemed to pierce my soul. 
Its claws were razor-sharp, and its teeth were like needles. It let out a bone-chilling growl and charged towards me. I had never been so terrified in my life. I tried to back away, but the creature was too fast. It tackled me, and I felt its sharp claws tear through my flesh. I struggled to break free, but it was too strong. Finally, the creature released me and ran off into the woods. I was shaken, but I knew that I couldn't let it get away. I couldn't let it get away. I got up and ran after it, determined to catch it. But the woods were dark and twisted, and I soon lost sight of the creature. I searched for hours, but it was nowhere to be found. Eventually, I had to give up and make my way back to the ranger station. As I sat there, nursing my wounds, I realized that I had never encountered anything like this before. It was a creature unlike anything in our known world, and it was out there somewhere, waiting for its next victim. I don't know what to make of this, but I thought coming here and asking for your guys' opinion on this would help because I'm honestly terrified. I'm not giving any names because I don't know if it was a skinwalker or not. I'll keep this as short as possible because I'm at work right now and don't have a lot of time. So four days ago, I went to a bonfire with a couple of my co-workers. It wasn't huge, just a small get-together with about seven people there. I knew everyone there, and for the first hour it was super fun. Now this place was out in the woods, barely got any reception. We were about a mile away from civilization, so if anything were to happen it would be pretty hard to get help. I live in Utah too, and there's not a lot of traffic around where I live, so there wouldn't be many cars. There was only one person there I didn't know, but I just assumed he was one of my co-worker's friends, so I didn't think anything of it. He was a tall, skinny, white dude, had black hair and blue eyes. Now I don't want to be that guy, but he was also pretty ugly. He was very distant, barely talked, and kept to himself, which at first I didn't find odd. As this thing went along, I noticed he would stare at people for random every now and then, and this was when he felt a little off to me. Before asking anyone who he was, I started to observe him. His movements were very odd. I don't know how to explain, but the way he moved was very strange. He walked super strangly and moved his head and neck weirdly. This made me paranoid and asked all my co-workers if they know him. One by one, I asked and each person said no, all saying they thought he was someone else's friends. This was it for me. Something told me to get out of there now. I went to all of my co-workers and told them everything, and they all agreed to leave and go to another co-workers of mine home. We all packed our stuff up and loaded it into the car, acting like we were done for the night. He didn't get into any car, he just stood near the woods and waved goodbye. As we drove off, I was with my colleague, and when we looked back, he was gone. It was an instant, too, but that's not the only scary thing. A car window was recently broken, so I didn't have a window up so I could hear everything outside, basically. On our way to my place every now and then, I would hear something that sounded like someone screaming. And I swear that one time someone called my name. This just made me super scared, and instead of joking about the situation, me and my friend were terrified. We kept hearing these noises. Whines, a dog barking, a horse, someone screaming. 
people calling my name and wolves howling. Something in me told me that something was making these noises to lure me into the woods, and luckily it didn't lure any of my friends into it. As we were leaving the gravel road and moving on to the main road, we looked back into the woods. I was behind all the other cars, so I got a very good view of something. I don't know what, running way faster than any human should run across the gravel road. It was tall, skinny, and it looked really pale. I booked it at that point, driving past all of other co-workers' cars. My friend in the passenger seat asked what was wrong. I couldn't speak, though. It was like I was so terrified I just wasn't paying attention. I just drove, and I almost drove into the woods at one point. I only snapped out of it when one of my friends called asking what the hell was wrong and what happened. I lied and told him everything was fine. He didn't believe me, though, and kept pushing, but I kept lying. He eventually gave up and told me he would see me at my house. This made me terrified to go near any woods and even scared to leave my house at some point. I'm terrified, and I think if my instincts wouldn't have kicked in and told me to leave, then I truly believe someone at that bonfire would have died. I had always prided myself on my knowledge of predators in the wild. For years I'd been a park ranger, tracking and studying the behaviors of animals in their natural habitat. I had seen all manner of creatures, from the majestic grizzly bear to the elusive mountain lion. But nothing had prepared me for what was about to happen. It started out innocently enough. I was out on my usual patrol, checking traps and looking for signs of wildlife. The sun was setting, and I was getting ready to head back to camp when I heard a rustling in the bushes. My first thought was that it was a deer, or maybe a coyote, but as I approached, I realized it was something much more dangerous. The creature was unlike anything I had ever seen before. It was about the size of a large dog, but its body was covered in thick black fur. Its eyes were a bright glowing red, and its teeth were long and razor, sharp and I knew right away that this was not a predator I had encountered before. I drew my weapon, but before I could fire, the creature was upon me. It moved with lightning, fast speed, dodging my shots and attacking with incredible ferocity. I was forced to use all of my training and experience to stay alive, but no matter what I did, the creature always seemed to be one step ahead. For days I tried to track the creature, but it always eluded me. It seemed to be getting bolder, coming closer and closer to camp each night. I knew I had to do something before it was too late. I reached out to the government for help, and soon a team of scientists arrived at the park. They told me that they had been tracking the creature for years, but they had never been able to capture it. They believed it was some sort of genetic mutation, a predator that had evolved to be the ultimate hunter. I worked with the scientists to come up with a plan to capture the creature. We set traps and bait, but every time we thought we had it, the creature would slip away. It was like it could read our minds, anticipate our every move. In the end, the creature just vanished into the wilderness. I was left shaken and scarred, wondering if I would ever feel safe in the park again. I was a student in Montana a few years back and went camping with some newfound friends up in Highlight. Later that night, 
We're all chilling by the van when we hear a howl across the water. It sounded almost human, but we were unsure. It was the weekend, and there were a bunch of other college kids out and about in more popular spots, like where the sound was coming from. We'd also heard howling from a party a few campsites up earlier that night, thinking it's probably human. My drunken dumbass howls back. I promptly get a yippy sort of howl, and now my groups of friends and I are like, you're talking to a coyote from across the lake. Another friend thinks it's still the party from earlier. So we grab the binoculars, and I begrudgingly muster up a howl one more time. That's when I get loudest, most beautiful howl I've ever heard thrown back at me. Everyone around the water goes quiet. Even the camp down the road can't be heard. After maybe a minute of silence, a chorus of howls starts going off across the water. It's non-stop, loud and creepy, echoing through the night. One girl is justifiably scared and asks me to make it stop. We argue back and forth, and finally the group decides I should howl back and see if they quit. I really don't want to. I vote Quee stay quiet, stay near the van, and keep the campfire going. This other guy in the group tries howling back for me despite me telling him not to. It makes no difference. At this point, I want to lock myself in the van. The driver tells me he'll unlock the car if I just howl back one more time. So I take a deep breath and a howl. The howling stops for maybe a second. Then it goes off again. At first, it sounds like they were moving away from us, until the sounds got louder and we realized they were going around the water and probably towards us. By this point, I had already moved my shit and everyone's food back into the van and was pissed. I wanted to go. No one else did. Eventually, everyone got spooked by the incoming howls, and one by one, they moved their sleeping bags into the van with me. Eventually, they got pretty close. We were listening to them for about 15 minutes, and then they stopped. At that point, we could tell they were most definitely on our side of the lake, somewhere in the woods. The guy we were with swears he saw a wolf, but I don't know. I didn't see shit, and we didn't hear anything for the rest of the night. Every year, me and some buddies go into the mountains for a week of camping, hunting, and riding dirt bikes. We stay at my family cabin, which is 20 miles from the nearest city and anywhere, really. One of the nights, we decide to all ride up to a meadow we found on a previous ride and camp there under the stars. Now this meadow is off the beaten path. The road getting there is blocked by a fallen tree, so we know no hunters or other people can even go past this section. We ride around and get to the campsite a few miles down the road. After starting a fire and arranging our beds, we are all laying under all the stars and just looking up at the beautiful night sky. We see a few satellites and shooting stars, and after an hour or so it gets quieter as we start to just look up and about to fall asleep. Then all of a sudden a huge object comes floating across the sky just above the tall redwoods. I was like, guys, was that? We are all just staring up as this plane comes flying over, but it looked like a stealth fighter jet and it was completely silent. Super freaky because of how close it was to the tops of the trees and how big it was since it was that close. Also, it flew directly over us. 
Next morning, to add to the story, we ended up camping on a bear trail. Lots of poop, and you could tell there was a trail worn through the woods. Luckily, he didn't find a bunch of human burritos in the middle of his path at 2 a.m. Hello. So recently, I've been experiencing weird phenomena and have some possible explanations for them. I want to start off that I am not on any mind-altering or hallucinogenic drugs, nor have I been diagnosed with any type of psychosis or other mental illness. The first thing happened around Christmas Eve, and around 6 a.m. I had this feeling of multiple hands. Or maybe just one hand wrapping around my neck and trying to pull me out of bed. It stopped, then happened again, as if it was a person trying again after the first attempt failed. My first thought was a break-in solely due to how realistic it felt. But when the sun fully came up, there was no sign of forced entry or any broken doors, locks, or windows, as well as me not hearing anything in the night. This one was most likely sleep paralysis, and I have wrote it off as such, as I have heard stories that are very similar, and it's a relatively common thing. The second instance was last month or so, in which I briefly felt a touch around the same area, this time my arm or shoulder. I just remember the touch being super cold and icy and happened around 2 a.m. This one was possibly a tactile hallucination, though I never heard of the sensation feeling cold, it's not impossible, just unusual maybe. Now this third event is where it gets weird. Around 5 a.m. I was jarred by the weirdest sound. It sounded exactly like a screaming horse and was right outside my door. I live in a residential area with no farm animals. It also sounded like whatever was making the horse noise was also trying to open my door by rattling and pulling the handle. The sounds were way too clear to be an auditory hallucination. I've had those before, and those can be loud, but usually only heard within my headspace. This was very clearly actually happening. It also wasn't a dream either because I was more than half awake at the time, as I have recently went back to bed after using the bathroom. The first two I have possible rational explanations for, but the horse noise incident I have no idea about. Does anybody here know what could be going on? Any further explanations or thoughts are welcome. I was diagnosed with a psychotic disorder last year, though my symptoms have been present for far longer. I am on olanzapine and have been stable and non-psychotic since I started the medication. Over a week ago I performed, at the behest of recent acquaintances, a symbolic blood ritual. I was intoxicated at the time. That night I had a vivid lucid nightmare where I was walking through my childhood home alone at night. I came across a hole in the kitchen floor. It was probably about three feet across. I felt an overwhelming urge to crawl into the hole when a feeling of intense pressure on my forehead woke me, like something was pressing into my face as I slept. Every night since then I have woken up multiple times in a panic, overwhelmed by a sense of dread and impending doom. Each time, right before I wake up, I am frequently fully lucid in my dreams. I am overtaken by the sense someone is standing over my bed looking at me. A few days ago, 
I was playing an online game when stress and grief from a recent breakup caught up to me. I turned off my PC personal computer and cried in the dark. An ear-splitting scream came from the space maybe two inches from my left ear. It didn't sound afraid or hurt, but utterly grief. Stricken. I got up shouting and turned the lights on. No one and nothing was there. The following night, I woke up to an odd sound coming from my closet. My closet has no door, and I can see into it from my bed as I sleep, though it is dark. It was a sound like something scraping, like furniture being dragged across a stone floor. My room is carpeted, so that was not likely the actual source of the noise. I said out loud, I'm trying to sleep, and the noise stopped. The following night, I awoke to the sound again. This time, however, I saw something, too. A tall figure standing in the closet, hunched over to fit under the low ceiling. I could not make out any facial features or identifiable clothing. I heard an unpleasantly loud voice which said, It's going to be okay. Repeatedly, I did not take my eyes off the figure the entire time. Eventually, the figure receded into the dark, and I got up and turned all the lights on in my room. I'm continuing to get the sense I am being watched or followed everywhere I go, though I haven't seen or heard things since then. If this is a real thing, I do not believe it to be malicious. I think it is probably very alien to me, and therefore scary, but I do not think it would be malicious. Again, I was told by multiple people on the post I made that this is probably not psychosis, so what is it? Is there any possible logical explanation? If I'm being stalked by a regular human, I need you call the police, but I'm not sure what is going on. Any help is greatly appreciated. I'd been a park ranger for nearly a decade, and I'd seen my fair share of oddities and peculiar occurrences. But nothing could have prepared me for what happened last summer. It all began with the discovery of a series of gruesome animal carcasses near a popular camping site. The mutilated remains were unlike anything I'd ever seen before, sending shivers down my spine. I knew I had to act quickly to ensure the safety of the campers, but I was at a loss as to what could have caused such carnage. As more campers arrived, reports of strange happenings began to flood in. Unexplainable sounds echoed through the night, and campers swore they felt the presence of an unknown predator lurking in the shadows. Something was out there watching, waiting. Fearing for the safety of the campers, I gathered a group of volunteers to help me investigate the mysterious occurrences. We delved deeper into the woods following the trail of animal carcasses, hoping to find some answers. The deeper we went, the more we discovered. Strange markings adorned the trees, and the air grew colder and heavier with each step we took. As we ventured further into the heart of the forest, we stumbled upon a clearing that had been hidden from sight for years. In the center of the clearing stood an ancient crumbling altar, surrounded by grotesque statues of creatures that defied explanation. It was clear that we'd uncovered something long forgotten, something that should have remained buried. An ancient cryptid, the stuff of legends, had been awakened by our presence, and it was hungry for blood. As night fell, the forest came alive with the sounds of the cryptid's monstrous howls. 
and the shadows seemed to reach out for us. We realized that we'd made a grave mistake by awakening the ancient evil, and now our lives were at stake. We raced back to the campsite, warning the campers of the danger that lurked in the woods. Panic erupted as everyone hastily packed their belongings and fled the area, desperate to escape the clutches of the cryptid. As the last of the campers left, I stood in the empty campsite, my heart heavy with the knowledge that I had been the one to awaken the ancient evil. I knew it was my duty to protect the people and the land, and so with grim determination I set out to find a way to banish the cryptid back to the darkness from which it had come. The weeks that followed were filled with terror and despair as I hunted the creature through the woods, always one step behind. Finally, after countless sleepless nights and near-death encounters, I managed to trap the cryptid in the very clearing where I'd first discovered the altar. With a mixture of ancient rituals and modern technology, I was able to force the creature back into its slumber, sealing it away once more. The forest fell silent, the air lifting as the evil presence dissipated. I returned my duties as a park ranger, the memory of the cryptid never far from my mind. The campsite reopened and life resumed its usual pace, but I knew that the ancient evil still lay hidden beneath the soil, waiting for the day when it would be awakened once more, and I vowed that I would be ready for it when that day came. Once my friend and I were heading from Venice to Punta Gorda in my old Dodge minivan. Simple enough drive, but it goes through part of central Florida, which is almost completely empty, because I had a late-night road trip to deliver a QP and less cops. We drove on these non-line roads, and when we came to where we were supposed to meet with buddy of mine, that road had a police roadblock in the middle of but if nowhere. F definitely can't go that way, so we detour around some roads in an attempt to get there another way. Big mistake, because we were running low on gas. I swear we were below E the entire time. The road we took to get away from the cops ended up being around. You have to drive about 70 miles to the even get to the next street. I should also mention these roads are absolutely straight for the most part, and we haven't seen another car besides the cops for an hour. No giant turns, and if anything, there were just spots of woodland that gave into giant open fields that extended for miles in all directions. As we're coming around this small bend out of a woodland area into a field, we see a big rig traveling normal speed, and we're going to catch up to him, I realize. We're probably about a mile behind him, but we can still see the headlights and everything. As we go around another slight bend in the field, we lose sight of him until we come up to the straightaway. Except that when we got to the straightaway, there was no trucker. There was no truck anywhere to be seen. This isn't the type of place where you can just pull off the side to hunt some trees and be lost to an observer. There were no trees or anything to hide a giant big rig. It was an open field, and this giant truck absolutely vanished without a trace. There was no possible explanation, and both my friend and I were super spooked and made haste to get the F out of there. Finally somehow made it to Lafayette, and there was a gas station open. Thank Christ. Filled up, got the F out of there, and delivered our bag with much sketchiness, but if you're ever driving out in Punta Gorda... Just 
wanted to share an experience I had a couple months ago to see if anyone else could help me try and understand better what is going on, and if anyone else has experienced something similar. The date is between August 21, 2017, solar eclipse, and August 31, 2017. My husband and I woke around 3 a.m. to sounds outside our bedroom door. When we looked outside, we found our dogs crying to be let in. But we had locked our dogs in their crate before going to bed, and our backyard gate is locked as well. Jokingly, my husband said, I think aliens teleported the dogs outside. And I said, I hope so. That would be awesome. My husband put the dogs back in their crate and we went back to sleep. But within a few minutes, our bedroom door opened again, and when I turned to look, two little beings floated into the room. As soon as they saw me looking at them, I was instantly knocked into paralysis and could not move at all. This also shifted time into a super slow-motion flow. I began to struggle and freak out, and that seemed to then knock me out of my body into another plane or dimension. I could now move, and when I rolled over to look up at this, it had black-colored wind moving behind and around it in slow motion. I never saw the second being that seemed to stand guard at the door, but I somehow knew it was there. It was hard to focus on it because time seemed to slow way down, and it was as if my vision would vibrate when I looked at it. It had an extremely white head, shaped like a Chinese dragon mask. I thought it might be a mask at first with very protruding brows and forehead. I then saw it had a very slim neck and a collar at the top of the suit it was wearing. It was gray and form-fitting with a belt or band in the middle. The energy it was putting off was very unfamiliar to me, and I did not like the feeling of it. I immediately noticed that I could feel myself outside of my body from above at the same time that I could feel it from below in bed. I could see and remember everything at the same time from both locations. My instinct told me to create a protection field around my husband and me in bed, and I pushed out this blue sphere of light around us from below. But as I was watching myself do this from above, it looked like a flat blue circle instead of three-dimensional. I was really struggling from below to move and wake my husband up. I could start to feel myself swaying and trying to shake. From above, the energy was so uncomfortable that I wanted to get out of the room immediately. I started floating out my door and then hovering above my pool outside. It was well lit outside, not sure if it was close to a full moon or it was an artificial light from above. I felt as if my body inside could almost break free from this paralysis when I was sucked back into my room and shot up in bed. I woke my husband up and said they were just here floating around like Peter Pan. He could also feel that something was off and didn't quite know what was going on. He ended up getting our 9mm out and stayed up in the living room for the rest of the night. The time on the clock when this started was 3.23, and when I shot up in bed it was 4.14. I wrote everything down to try and make sense of it all, and a few months later my notes disappeared. I knew something was missing in that hour in between the beginning and the end of the experience, so I went to hypnosis to try and recover my memories. Hypnosis session. There was an hour of time missing from the night the two beings came into my room and 
This is what came to the surface during my hypnosis session. I felt sucked out of my bedroom and floated out above our pool outside through our sliding glass door. I then remember being in an extremely bright white room that eventually turned into a large oval-shaped room with a metallic table in the center. I floated over to the table and realized that there were other beings in the room with me. They were very tall with white robes on and they looked like praying mantises. There were two or three of them, very big-looking heads. There is a strange hum to everything. I then felt a warm golden light start to shine down on me from above, and it seemed as if they were scanning me, downloading and uploading energy software or information. And then there were all kinds of lights that formed into small bubbles that seemed to have movies or videos playing inside of them, floating all around me. I then floated horizontally next to another being that I could not remember seeing, just knew it was guiding me down a long corridor of openings, and then I remember being submerged in thick gel-like water. It was pulsing with electricity, and I felt my body being pulled outward as if being flattened with the waves of energy. The hum in the silence was very loud, and I felt myself being pulled into a wormhole or tunnel. It was pumping me through it like an ocean current ten feet forward, three feet back, and I felt like this light leading me back towards my bedroom. As I looked back up into this light, there were four blue beings looking back down at me from above. And then I shut up in bed in my room again, knowing instantly that the two beings were just in my room, floating around like Peter Pan right before all of this happened. It was as if I had floated above my pool, and then was instantly sucked back into my room and body before recovering these memories during my hypnosis session. I do remember other humans being in this place also whether they were helping or being helped also. This place did not feel as if it existed in this reality or time or universe. It was somewhere completely separate and outside of everything. After this experience, I went to a float tank on October 22, 2017, and had memories of being in a craft and traveling through wormholes out in the universe. That night I woke up to a violent episode where my eyes were banging around in my head so hard that I couldn't move without throwing up for hours in the bathroom and had to be taken to a vertigo specialist that diagnosed me with benign paroxysm. Positional vertigo and I have had issues with it to this day still. Every year for the past five years I've gone camping in Ludington, Michigan with my grandparents. At the state park there is a trail where you can hike out to the lighthouses. On this trail, there is a campsite with no running water, electricity, or any way to contact the campsite without hiking, maybe one half a mile. It was for experienced campers and hikers. On this particular trip, we decided we were going to go all in and camp at that other campsite. We went late in the season, so nobody else would be there. When we go there, we were super excited and brought way too much stuff. It took us almost an hour to hike a one-half mile, but we made the trek without a hitch. It was just me and my grandparents. Nobody else was there, and we happily spread our stuff out and prepared for a fun night of singing and telling stories by the fire. We did have a fun night, but when we finished taking care of everything and decided to go to bed, we couldn't find the key to lock up our cooler full of food. 
We dismissed it and stupidly left the cooler outside with stuff stacked on top of it, thinking that it would be enough to hold back any animal that may come across it. During the night multiple times I heard people talking. I could never quite make out what they were saying, but I was so sure I heard it, and I swear I saw a hand press on our tent. I jumped straight into my grandma's sleeping bag after that. Next morning, on one of our chairs, we found the key with a flower-poked trough to the loop. No food was missing except a loaf of bread. And the boxes stacked on the cooler exactly how we had left them. We were thoroughly perplexed and spent the next night in the bed of our truck. Oh, I don't know what happened. It might have been an animal of some kind, or we may have been robbed by lost hikers, but I, to this day, am freaked out by what happened and I can't hike that trail without feeling uneasy.